Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne and right back in here in the building super excited we coming through your earbuds through your speakers wherever you listen to the bar we're grateful that you are listening and this is another G3 episode live on site um, super excited about being at G3 G3 is the reform family reunion everybody comes out to reconnect people that they talk to and chill with online to get to come and do it in person um, and this guest actually was a repeat offender or is a repeat offender <laughs> and it's funny because he don't even remember being on my show uh, it, because he was he was being outshined by Les Tanner uh, I mean Les uh, not Tanner He wasn't on It's a different podcast But um Land fear Right 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 <laughs> Land fear man But uh But no We're, we're super excited Uh to, to talk about Uh The new movie man The new movie that Uh Was last night the premiere Yes it was Alright The last night was the We premiered it last night At G3 So first man Introduce yourself to the folks Let them know Who's on the line today Yeah my name is David Lovey I'm the writer And narrator Of the film Um we're so grateful to be here at G3, man. I, I've, I've told other people this, that um, I've kind of felt like like Joseph in front of Pharaoh, that he found favor in Pharaoh's eyes. Yeah. That, that, not to compare G3 to Pharaoh, but, <laughs> <laughs> or Potiphar. Right. I, don't know, I don't know which one's better to compare him to, but... But, like, everything we've asked of them has been yes and amen, and they've been such a blessing to to me personally, to the film, to hosting the film. Last night we had, I think, 5,000 attendees at amazing. the premiere, which is amazing. Uh, I mean, there's there's not even Hollywood movies that have 5,000 people no. at a premiere of it. Um, so we're, we're so, so grateful, and, and my hope is that God is going to use the film to bring people out of error and into the truth, out of darkness and and into the light, and to know who the Holy Spirit is and what his true work in the world is today, man. It's so crucial for us. It's crucial for the church. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. G3 is 
probably one of the best places to premiere that movie, man. Um, just me personally, on my personal journey, you know, G3, coming here was like the pinnacle of my, uh, I guess, coming out of that world. And the reason why I say that is because there's not a lot of conference in the Southeast uh, when it comes to Reform Biblical uh, conferences. And so uh, just coming out of the charismatic world, word of faith, new apostolic, you know, I, <clears throat> I have all that in my background. And a lot of people that are here at G3, they're in Atlanta. And there's those kind of churches are everywhere. So your film, you know, uh, being premiered here, man, is, is, is I think is a, a major, a major thing. Just, just on the level of you know, so many people that can resonate with it, and like you said, it's going to help uh, those that that are lost, man. So, man, let's let's talk about it, man. You know, we kind of we we've been chatting it up for a while, man. I have, David's been like super patient with me, let me eat my lunch and walk around, and you know, I left him in good hands. Shout out to my man Jason uh, Whitaker for uh, holding down, dear woke Christian. But um, but no, man. Um, let's talk about the film, man, and just uh, you know, when I when I I haven't watched it yet, you know. Oh, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet, so I, I'm still that's, on. That's payback for me not remembering. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> not being on my show. Absolutely, dude. I, I remember though. I do remember. Now. Okay, you, it's now. you went on like 25 in a very short span. We went on like 25 podcasts. I know, and I just couldn't keep track of who we talked to. And Blameless. Course, I'm familiar with you and and your wonderful work in the cyber world. Praise God. Praise the Lord, dude. So, so I'm, I mean, I'm really glad that as I was walking by here, as I wanted to talk to you again. Man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And uh, even Tim reached out uh, last week. was like, man, you, you think we can record a podcast while you're here? I was like, absolutely, man. You already know. You guys are more than welcome. Um, yeah, thanks, And bro. so, you know, the, the film, man, um, you know, a, a lot of people... Uh, oh, I want to go this direction. I'm, this is a curveball, y'all. I just came on my mind. Oh, good. So I know of a lot of uh, reform folks that say they are continuationist. Yeah. You know. So let, let, does the film address that? I haven't watched the film. So is that is that something that you know you can have sound doctrine, but. And then if not, then let's talk about it. Yeah, so we do actually. The okay. film does address that in a, probably a very controversial way. I love it. Uh, one, of, one of the guys that we interviewed, Chad Vegas, okay. makes the argument in the film that um, during the time of the Protestant Reformation, of course, there's the Roman Catholic Church, which has the Roman pontiff, the, the pope, as the head who is receiving words from God, extra biblical words mm. from God, and that the reformers were arguing against that and mm -hmm. saying that we should be sola scriptura, that mm -hmm. the Bible is our final word. Right. And on the other side, you had Anabaptists, which mm -hmm. were the equivalent of that time's Pentecostals mm. or, or, or Charismatics. Mm -hmm. So, so the argument then is made that historically to be either in Rome or to be an Anabaptist is not to be Protestant. Mm. Not just not to be Reformed. Mm -hmm. Not to be Protestant. Mm. Because a pillar of Protestantism is the foundation of the Word and the sufficiency of the Word that God has given us this perfect, infallible, authoritative, uh, 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 inerrant Word of God. Mm. And that 
it is sufficient to inform all of our life. Mm-hmm. We do not need extra words mm. from God. So, so the, there's really a problem, not just in Reformed, but but even in the idea of, of being a Protestant and saying that you believe in extra biblical revelation. Now, wow. what will happen then is that Protestants or even Reformed people who say that they're that must then change the definition of prophecy mm. in order for them to say that that's what they are. Yep. Okay? And the Bible doesn't give yep. a new definition of prophecy. <laughs> so in the film, I have a recording. It's a behind-the-scenes story, bro. I'll tell you right now. Do so, it. so my dear friends uh, who, who go to my church... They're actually friends with the Grudems, Wayne okay, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Margaret Grudem. Yeah, okay? Wayne's been on the show. He has. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's he's a charismatic. Mm-hmm. Or, or he would call himself a reformed charismatic. Mm-hmm. Well, man, they have a tape of him preaching at a prophecy conference in the 1980s mm. that they saved, man. And they said, maybe this would be helpful for you in your movie. So I was like, oh, yes, man. Right. Yes. Because I asked him to, for an interview for the film. Never got back to me, right. you know, for whatever reason. I'm not sure. saying he was scared or right, anything. Right, right, right. I'm just saying he just never got back <coughs> to me. And so, so I'm, man, I'm listening to this tape from the 80s, and Wayne was saying stuff there. I couldn't believe my ears, really? man. So, I mean, well, you'll see. You'll see when you watch the movie. Uh, I mean, he says that his wife is a prophetess who gets visions and pictures from God. Uh, my friends, anecdotally, once I, I listened to Wayne say that, I called them, and I was like, "Yo, is this like?" Have you ever heard him say anything like that to you? At least anecdotally, they told me that they were driving in a car with Wayne and Margaret, and he said again to them that Margaret is a prophetess and that she could look at houses and say which house had a demon living in it, okay? Sheesh! So, again, that's not recorded. I don't have that on tape, but I do have him on tape saying that his wife is a prophetess that gets visions, okay? Wow. So, So Wayne says in that same tape, he says that um, let me give you this as a definition of prophecy. Something that God spontaneously brings to mind that you weren't thinking about before. Mm. That's his definition of prophecy. So you think about that. Mm. If that's the definition of prophecy, that's that we're going with. Something that God spontaneously brings to mind. Pizza. I'm just kidding. I mean, bro, <laughs> then everyone is a prophet then. Right? right. I mean, every Christian is a prophet then because God, I mean, the Bible says that he's going to bring things to mind. True. Jesus says that the comforter will bring my words to mind. True. Right? Yeah, that, that when we're persecuted, he'll give us the words to speak. True. Right. But that's not prophecy. Though. Nope. That's, that's the definition. not what, what the scripture is referring to yeah. when it's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Right? So they have to redefine mm. what the word means in order to call themselves that. Wow. And so what do we see, man? We see that the charismatic movement treats God like a one-hit wonder. Mm. Okay? Way back in the day, man, 
he had this this really great revelation, <laughs> you know, and it was solid, and it, it was perfect, it was solid, and now the revelation that he gives is like, oh, mixed, and people can be wrong, and prophets, they like get stuff wrong all the time, and like, who cares? Not a big deal. They can get back on TBN the next day. Wow. It's no big deal, right? And and then way back in the day, man, Jesus was raising the dead, mm. and, the, and the apostles, man, they were saying, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk, and the paralyzed man gets up and walk. Uh, that was a one-hit wonder, though. Now, man, it's the watered-down version. Now we got like leg lengthening by <laughs> Todd White, bro. Uh, the parlor tricks in that, you know. Uh, and we we don't see any any actual real miracles by miracle workers. Yeah. This is an important thing. Let me say uh, just about that. We are not arguing that God doesn't do miracles, man. God is God. Bro. God can do miracles. And you know how I know that God can do miracles? Because he took out my heart of stone and gave me a heart of flesh. Amen. And that's a miracle on the level yeah. of Jesus raising Lazarus. Facts. Him raising me from my spiritual deadness was a miracle. <laughs> it's a real miracle, man. It's a miracle <laughs> of God. No man could shake me enough to wake me up out of my stupor. Facts. Facts. Right? Had to be from God. So, of course, God does miracles. Absolutely. And I would even say God does healing miracles today. Yes, I absolutely. believe he's able to do that, that the saints come together and they pray and God answers prayers, man. Praise absolutely. God for that. Amen. But that, but that when we talk about the gift of healing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I like to use this illustration. Michael Jordan is a gifted basketball player. Mm-hmm. What do we mean? You agree with that, right? Yeah. He's a gifted basketball player. Absolutely. But when I say gifted, what does that mean? It means that he has an ability, mm-hmm. and his ability is to make baskets better mm-hmm. than anybody else yep. ever in history. Yep. LeBron ain't nothing compared no. to Michael. No. Nope. All right, just saying. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, so he had an ability to do it. Yep. So when we say the gift of healing, what mm-hmm. we're talking about is people that were imbued mm-hmm. supernaturally mm-hmm. with the ability. ability. Yes. It wasn't like... Paul, when Eutychus fell out the window and died, Paul wasn't like, oh, guys, let's pray for him, and I don't know if he's going to rise. No, no, no. He went down with confidence, absolutely knowing that when he laid on Eutychus and and got up, Eutychus was going to get up. Why? Because Paul had the ability to heal him. He he had this apostolic power, man. And this is something that was unique to them and to those who the apostles laid their hands on. That's why in Romans 1, Paul says, I desire to come to you and impart a spiritual gift to you. Isn't that fascinating? Mm -hmm. I can't impart a spiritual gift to you, man. Nope. It's not like I can say to you, let me put my hand on you and now you can do something special. Nope. No, no, because I'm not an apostle. Right. They were special that God... God chose and yep. taught and, and hand-selected. And Paul, Paul was one born uh, uh, as one untimely born. Doesn't deserve to be called an apostle. Yet by the grace of God, I am what I am, yep. he says, right? Absolutely. So like, Paul had the ability to do it, right? But now what do we see? Nothing like that. Nothing. So that when that poor... When that poor kid, Olive, died at, at Bethel, California, Bethel, Redding, and those people danced around like the prophets of Baal, crying out, 
raise her from the dead, raise Olive, raise Olive. And then what happened, man? She's still in the grave, still. man. Still. Why? Because Bill Johnson is a false apostle. Yep. He does not have the power to do it. Nope. And Chris Vallotton is a false prophet. Yep. Like what we have today is something lower than what was happening in the Bible. Far, Absolutely. infinitely lower. Absolutely. What do we see in the Bible, man? One hit wonder, right? Yeah. Like the the apostles in Acts two could suddenly speak Phrygian and they could they could right. s- speak Japanese, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and suddenly, without ever having learned these languages, Arabic, or whatever, without ever having learned these languages, yep. what do we see today? Shurabaranda. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like, oh, there, there's no lexicon for that. There's no earthly. And, <laughs> and, and and as Gabe Hughes says in the film, if anyone would have spoken a heavenly language, wouldn't it be the man from heaven? Mm. Like, wouldn't we see Jesus praying on the mountain, like that? Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we see? Some evidence. You're pretty of that. good at tongues, just you know, so you know. Uh, well, you know why? Fake tongues. Anybody can do it. That's oh, why, man. Where's the? I need a bomb right there. Yo, that's the reason why. <laughs> da, 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 la, 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 ba, ba, ba. I need on, a man. I need a bomb sound effect right there, Mister Engineer. Talk. You know, like in, in the in the Bible, man. It's it's this miraculous power. Why yeah. does Paul say I speak in tongues more than anybody else? Mm. You know why he says it? Because he went on more missions journeys than anybody else mm. and as an apostle he's laying the foundation of the church no one can de- lay any foundation other than the one which is already laid which is christ jesus that's what amen. he says in first corinthians 3 amen. so what's he doing as he goes on all these missionary journeys he's laying, laying the, foundation. the foundation that's why when he goes to some village that speaks some different dialect god supernaturally mm-hmm. gives him this ability gift ability mm-hmm. to suddenly speak the dialect when he's when he's preaching in to all these different places, you would expect Paul to say, "I speak in tongues more than anybody else," mm-hmm. right? And just because God gave me gave me that ability, that doesn't mean anything. If I don't have love in my heart, I, I could I'm just a clanging gong and a, a symbol. That's yep. all I am. Then yep. you know. So so what we've set out to do in this film is is to show. A few things. One, that the manifestation of these so-called sign gifts today looks nothing like what we see in the Bible. Right. Two, that, you know, you have to change the definition of these things Mm -hmm. in order to say that you are a reformed charismatic. Mm -hmm. You know, Sam Storm says, oh, I speak in tongues every day. Of course I do. It's like, bro, come on, Sam Storms, man. That, look, ha, look. He can hate me. I, I, you know, I don't hate him. Sure. I'll say this, man. That in some ways, I think he's more dangerous than Benny Hinn. Mm. And I, I, I say that not to be boastful or sure. mean toward him. I think he's more dangerous than Benny Hinn because he le- he lends credence to this false theology. Mm. He, his degrees and his books and his expertise on various really good subject matter, then, you know, when it comes to this, then, when Christians listen to Sam Storms or read his books, they think, well, he must be right about this also. Mm. And, you know, Ooh, that's, that's I'm, good. I'm just saying he's not, man. 
he's right. not. And and you know if, if that means that the dude is mad, he can be mad about it. Uh, you know, I I I'm, I'm trying to stand on the truth, man. Absolutely. And and you know I I hope that he repents of teaching that stuff. He he said in a, a number of clips that we have in the film. If you're not seeking the gift of prophecy, you are sinning. Well, then, like uh, Sam Waldron responded to him, and he said, you know, all the commands of Scripture have a context, right? Like, Jesus sent out right. the, the, the 72. What did he say to them? Don't take an extra cloak. You know, don't take, don't receive money from people. Well, Paul, when he went on his journeys, he took an extra cloak. He received money from people. Mm. So is is Paul breaking the words of Jesus? Mm. No. It's because the context in which Jesus was giving that was different in, with the context in which he was saying it to Paul. Right. The context in which Paul is saying you should seek the gift of prophecy is different than our context today because at right. that time there were still apostles. Yep. And now there isn't. Mm. You know. And so... Anyway, man, I could talk all day. About I love it, this. bro. You make my job easy, but it was all dope. Like it wasn't like you wasn't rambling. Like this is great content, man. So, all right. So this is the guy that wrote the film. If, if this don't convince you, you need you need to watch it. You need to find it. Um, shout out to the listeners that supported the because they were he were on here when we did the the uh, the Kickstarter. Yeah, thank so you. So shout out to those folks to getting it to where we are here, where we are at the premiere. We open it up here at G three. Um, and we just pray that it is, is used as a great tool, man, to continue to to help people, man. Brother, any any closing words? Cause cause we, we just knocked this thing out of the park. Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I guess what I would say is that this is serious stuff. Mm. It's a, it's a serious matter. Amen. Like I, I didn't go into this just willy nilly thinking like, oh, I'm gonna make a movie on cessationism. Right. Man, I, I really had to wrestle because of how, especially because of how serious it is. Jesus talks about blasphemy against the spirit. Absolutely. And I, I don't want to be guilty no. of, of, of speaking something wrong right. about the Holy Spirit. Right. That's the last thing I want. Right. And and I, I want to revere the Holy Spirit and I believe in him and I believe that he's alive today and he works today and that his work is a sanctifying work. He empowers the Christian life. Amen. He, he's, he's the one who acts in the initial work of regeneration. Yep. He acts in sanctification. He acts in conforming us to Christ. He gives us the power to live the Christian life and walk with the Lord. Like, he's alive, man. Amen. And he's real. And he's at work in the world today. And that's that's something to thank God for. It and that's, is. That's something to, to really praise the Lord for, man. It is. And, and so, you know, I, I would just encourage people to, to watch our film with an open mind. And if you can be convinced, like Luther said, unless I am convinced by scripture and plain reason, here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Amen. So then, come to it with an open mind. Mm -hmm. Watch the film. If you can defeat it with biblical arguments, then good for you. Mm. But if you can't, 
then you must submit yourself absolutely under the word of God and become a cessationist. Amen. Yes, sir. Good Amen. stuff, brother. I love it. I love it. Thanks. Brother. Shout out to the bar podcast listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Make sure you check out the film. We'll have links to it in the show notes as well as make sure you check out all the podcasts in the bar podcast network. They're here represented here at G3. Super excited and proud of everybody and what they're doing. All right, y'all. Till next time. God bless. We are out. 